Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good evening and welcome to the Tuesday night flight of the Sideline Junkies. I got the mighty, mighty DR in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Brother KG, what's good? What's, what's good, everybody? What's, what's going on, man? Not much the world. What's going on? <sighs> we got a lot to catch up on. We got some NBA. We got a little bit of NFL. Well, we got a lot of NFL. We got some NHL. And just all around notes, man. Jeez. Uh, hey, let's start it off in the NBA. Playoffs hot and ready. Um, Milwaukee beat the Pistons 127-104 yesterday to sweep the series. Uh, last night, if you stayed up late and watched the Jazz come back because they were down and beat the Rockets 107-91, Donovan Mitchell, I watched that live myself. He had 12 points going into the fourth quarter. He finished with, I believe, 29. <laughs> he got his man. Oh. As of right now, uh, Toronto Raptors are up 107 and 75 in the fourth quarter, I believe. That's that's pretty much done and uh, like over with. Yeah, Toronto will win that series 4 1. Um, the 76ers are up on the net 60 to 31, closing out the second quarter. Philadelphia is up 3-1. They win this game 4-1. And I believe Philadelphia has to take on the um, – the Raptors got to take on – Philly. Philly. And the yep. Bucks got uh, – Boston. Boston. I don't think Boston got enough for the Bucks. So, you're not, you're not doing anything against Giannis. I'm sorry. Nah. Later yeah, there's no big – on Boston that can match Giannis. Say it again. There is no big on Boston that can match uh, the Greek freak. None. Hey, I, I know it. So, Boston fans, there will be no 18th title this year because you will lose the next round. Uh, Later on the night, 9.30 Eastern time, the Spurs, Nuggets, that series is tied at 2-2. Uh, then at 10.30, you got Blazers, Thunder, and that's game five in that series. Uh, Portland's up 3-1 in that series. So, yeah. I'm just, that that's one I'm keeping a close eye on because last year, if I'm not mistaken, Oklahoma City took out uh, Portland. In the first round. Yeah. So. I'm going to say this. I don't. Uh, I've, I've been seeing a couple like memes and, you know, like I've been listening to people's opinions about OKC and Paul George. He's stuck there for the next four years because Westbrook is not a championship caliber type of player. Uh, I. I know, you know, I, I try to form my own opinion, like, through all things, but I think they might be right with this one, man. Like, what, well, like Russ, he couldn't even win with KD and, and Hardy. I mean, yeah, they made it to the finals, but 
we all know saw what happened when they went to the finals. It's just, yeah, I think I think Russ, man, he's just just you know he 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 got to like really really elevate his game in the playoffs moving forward. I mean, they're gonna lose this series. You know, let's let's call a spade a spade. This series is over, but moving forward, got to step up. So, with that being said, what does Russell Westbrook need personally and team-wise? What does he need to move to to take his game to the next level? I, I, Stop chasing that triple-double. Y- yes. Play ball. Yes. Yes. He He's a – you... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you, go ahead. you got it. No, no, I, I was just going to say I, I agree with you. But if he, when he wasn't chasing that triple double every night, they were a more powerful team. They weren't the 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 six seed, the five seed. They were top yeah. four when he wasn't doing. When they were just playing ball, oh, top three, yeah. You know they were dangerous, yeah. and this is just the Russell Westbrook. They were dangerous. Right. Uh, Paul George, playoff P. He hasn't showed up in the last two years. I don't please know. Please don't. Please don't ever call him playoff P again. No, yeah. I gotta call him playoff P because playoff P doesn't show up to the playoffs. I'm looking for PG thirteen. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I I think uh, Russ. You know, what I'm saying Russy, he has to like stop trying to be a, a, a stat luster. You know, stop trying to lust after having the top stats. You know. Get the wins. Damn the stats. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, the stats are come, but, you know, get you know, win the ball game. Like, your, your teammates depend on you. The coaches, the owner, the front office. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what you're doing out here on the playoffs is, is frivolous. You know, bull crap. So, because now, now we're looking back because KD got killed for going to Golden State, for leaving that situation behind after they made it to the finals. So, do we look back and be like, hey, maybe Kevin Durant was on to something? No. Nah, yeah, I, I got to agree with KG. Nah. He could have stayed. I mean, they, they, they had a championship squad, if you ask me. Like, they came a game from the finals. You know, and their weak link was Kendrick Perkins. The fake gangster was their weak link. Uh, I mean, you had Serge Ibaka, you had KD, you had Harden, you had Russ. And had a very, very strong team. Yeah, he was coming off the bench. They had a very, very strong team. So, you know, I guess y'all are saying that's not the reason. I, I think personally. And, you know, you never know the whole situation when things happen. And, you know, you learn more about it as time goes on. We've learned a lot more about Russ. You know, we learned a lot more about KD. And I think, you know, I think Russ was part of the reason why KD left. Because you you, you don't get that far with the talent they had and be like, ah, this ain't good enough. Because there was there was no powerhouse Golden State team 
when that team was assembled. You know, they were kind of like the, the you know, one of the top teams. So, I don't know, man. I don't think – I don't think Russ is going to achieve West Finals or East Finals, wherever, wherever he goes, because – I think we talked about this on a previous podcast. It's just like how many times can Russell Westbrook fail now before somebody pulls the trigger, before something something has to change. You sign Paul George, you got Westbrook there. You know, could they use some better uh, players on the team as far as, um, you know, the second tier and the third tier? Absolutely. They absolutely could. Um, but how many, how many more times, like they, like, like the Lawrence said, this series is over. They might get another game out of it, but Portland's on a mission. They got embarrassed last year and now it's, you know, they're going to, I think they're going to put them away next game. So how much longer, if you're the OKC GM, how much longer do you let this go on? Yeah, I was going to ask, where's game five? You said where? It should be in Portland. Oh, wow. Don't give me – hold on. Game five. Yep, you know what? You're right. It's in Portland. Uh, Yeah, this series is definitely over. Um, But, you know, PG and and, and Russ, they got paid. So, enjoy your money. But But see, you know what? We, 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 We talk about that, and we talked about that. Here in D.C., I, I don't think that really matters no more. It'll hurt a team, but if they can move a player and get rid, of, get from underneath the situation, just like I don't think everybody, oh, John Wall's contract's unmovable. No, nobody's unmovable. Everybody, oh, Porter just signed this big deal. If they want you gone, you're gone. And I, and I think if – I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, where do you send Russ? Do you send him to L.A.? You get them out of the West, so you don't have to deal with them on, on a regular basis. I mean, but the thing is, why why are you worried about dealing with him if he can't win in the playoffs? I'm not worried about dealing with That's like saying, you know, uh, I don't even have a comparison. That's like saying, you know, I'm, I'm worried about somebody that I know I can beat up physically. I'm not worried about – for me, if I'm Oklahoma, I trade Russ wherever. I'm not worried about him because I know he, he, he's been consistent of not showing up in the playoffs. So why am I worried about him going in the West? I'll trade him to the Lakers if the Lakers are going to give me Ingram Ball and Kuzma, whoever, the, you know, what the, whatever the package is. So is it safe to say that Russ is a, for lack of a better term, cancer to the team? I think he, I, I don't want to call I, it. I think Go ahead, D. Go ahead, D. Oh, my bad. I don't want to call him a cancer. I just think he needs to think more team and less individual. Monster. Stop getting mad when you make a, a brilliant pass and someone can't convert. Or stop getting mad when Steven Adams get a rebound that you thought you should have. And see, and but that and that's what, I'm gonna call him a cancer because when you're the team leader. And you're the face of the franchise. You can't do things like that. You can't make it obvious. 
you know, unless it's just it, it's consistent, and that's the third or fourth time Stephen Adams did it, and it, and it's costing y'all the game. If you look at the greats all across the board from any era, they don't do that. You know, the whole media situation, I forgot the gentleman's name, that he won't answer his questions. You know, it's just like, okay, you know, it's like I understand where the players are coming from when they don't like articles that's written about them and, and, you know, try, try to take back control of their life from the media. But I think they go too far sometimes. Now, right now, I think Russ is going too far with that gentleman. And it just shows – I think it shows a a certain immaturity that Russ has that, for whatever reason, I don't think he's going to get over because this the OKC is giving him everything. There's nobody else there to challenge him. KD was the only person that could challenge him. I don't even think Paul George is on his level. That's his team. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, moving along a little bit in the NBA real quick. uh, News came out, Luke Walton being sued for sexual assault against a reporter. Her name is Kelly Tennant. Says that uh, when Luke Walton was the assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors, she met him at his hotel room. This is back in 2016. And he forced himself on her, kissing all on her, groping her, and things like that. And she took to the point and came out. And on from, but since that day, he's made allegedly, he's made uh, comments to her about how she looks and how she dresses and being vulgar and inappropriate. So, quick question, fellas. Um, I hate to say it, but if you're the Sacramento Kings, are you? Fire him as coach, or you just gonna play this yeah, one out? I just think it's it's very very suspect yeah. that these type of things come out, and it's not just an NBA coach. It's when any type of move is made as a man financially or or name and part. I just think the the timing is always very questionable. But but you know. They let the case play out. Let's see what's going on. You know, when he's, I guess, I don't know what his, his contract deal was with the Kings, but, you know, I'm sure it was for some money. And that was, it just seems like that's the most opportune time to come out. And I'm not trying to be insensitive, but it's just a pattern of things right now in, in this country that's very dangerous. And, you know, putting people backs against the wall. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of men are just like, at the point now where you don't even want to look nobody's way because it's just like, you know, three years down the line, somebody said he looked at me the wrong way. And then, and the thing is, which is, which is very unfair is that the court of public opinion, you're guilty. Now you have this reputation as a guilty pervert and you might not have done anything. So I don't know about that. It just has to play out and, We'll see how it goes. I don't think the Kings are going to fire him, though. I feel the same way. It's just a volatile situation right now in the world. So, let it play out. Um, they said she hasn't came out and said why she took so long to uh, bring a lawsuit. So, 
We shall see. Jumping over to hockey real quick. Um, our hometown Capitals took an L yesterday, 5-2. to two. Um, If you haven't seen the goal that was called back, wouldn't have made much of a difference. They lost by three goals yesterday. But that was a BS call oh, yeah. that they waved that goal off. Yes, I'm upset about it. I'm sure a lot of people are. But that loss forced the game seven tomorrow at 7.30 at the Capital One Arena. So everybody that's going to be in attendance, I need you to be loud. Hashtag all caps. Please rock your red. Just we got to get them to the next round. This cannot be a one and done. I got to disagree with you there. The Capitals have to get themselves to the next round. And, and and let me explain to you what I mean by that. At some point, and and like I said, they, the goal, was it BS? Yes. Am I biased because I'm a Capitals fan? Yes. But they lost by three goals. And, and here's why I say the Capitals have to make that push. At some point, and I know they're missing TJ Oshie. The Capitals have to show we're the Stanley Cup champions, and it's time for y'all to go home to Carolina. And we're going to send y'all home, and this is not going to be a close game. And that's what this game seven at – what is that Capital One Arena now? Good God, I forgot. It's been changed so many times. Oh, that's now. it. It's uh, Capital One Arena. Yeah, I'm about to call it MCI. Center. Yeah. <laughs> you know. MCI. Yeah. But, the phone booth. But at, at some point, the Capitals, you they have to show some muscle and some will, and you can't let things are going to happen. Things are going to bounce other people, other teams, other teams away. You can't let that affect you. You have to go out, put on a dominant performance because you won your division. You're the only, I believe, they're the only team left that won their division, and in, in, in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, so. And you let Carolina, and I'm not saying Carolina's a bad team, but this should have been over. Two games ago. It, yeah. it, this should have been over. And now you let Carolina take you to a game seven. Anything can happen. I, I like Holby. I like I like who they got in the, in, 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 in the tendon and net, so I'm cool with that. But it's time for the Lions, one, two, and three. It's time for the Lions to step up. Time to put Carolina to bed. And hopefully, because, you know, the great eight ain't no spring chicken. So this this is why what concerns me, they're going seven games in the first round. You still got the semis to go if, if, you, if you get past Carolina. So they just have to – they got to show some muscle in game seven. I think they'll squeak by – and I'm going to use the word squeak strongly, but uh, I don't know about the semifinals. The repeat looking real shaky right now. But the initial run, the initial run looked shaky too. It had your fingernails. It was on the edge of your seat. Yes, it did. And when they, when they, what was the Pittsburgh series? When they beat them, it it just like the light, the light switch turned on, and it it, it was, it was, it was gold from there. And then, and 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 the, the dominance I'm talking about, they showed it in the Stanley Cup Finals last year against Vegas. They turned the light switch on Vegas. It was like, bye. It was like Usain Bolt running. Bye. See you. This, this is we, – we're, we're tired of y'all being here. So that's that's the Capitals I need to show them tomorrow. 
wholeheartedly agree. Uh, let's go ahead and take a step back, pay a few bills. Um, gentlemen, we're going to come back with the meat and potatoes of the show. That was a beautiful appetizer, but it's time for the meat and potatoes. NFL Draft. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And just like that, we write back like we never left. Whew, Thursday marks the, 20, the I'm sorry, the start of the 2019 NFL draft. Uh, as of right now, uh, Arizona's on the clock. So, and Arizona's been on the clock for quite some time. They've been talking about who they're going to draft. Uh, Kyler Murray was projected the number one pick, but as of this week, they said no to Kyler Murray. So, my question to you, fellas, who's going to go number one? Bosa. The, the, the Bosa kid from Ohio State. Hmm. Like he, he he's he's a franchise change. Like he's a franchise game changing player, man. You got to get him. Well, I, I I can't can't deny it. What you say, Junior? First of all, good evening. Hey, good evening, my fellas. Good evening. Hey, what's a quarterback name coming from Ohio State? Dwayne Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, sir. I gotta go with him. That's my man. You think you Dan Kyler Murray? Hmm. Yes, sir. I think I'm a Pittsburgh. BJ? Hey, you know what? You got to fill me in. I just got in. I was having some technical difficulties. Uh, well, now, the, 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 the consensus was Kyler Murray was going to be number the number one pick. We don't know who the number one pick is going to be. So, question is, who, who are you taking number one if you're uh, Carolina? I mean, Carolina, Arizona. If I'm Arizona, and, and see, my, my answer is going to be deeper than y'all's because, you know, this whole them wanting to trade Josh Rosen thing. Now, if they don't believe in Josh Rosen, which it seems like they don't, Mm-mm. because he wouldn't be up. It, it, here's my number one thing right here. I'd be up for trade if they thought he was a, a franchise quarterback. Your franchise quarterbacks, both Manning brothers, Big Ben, Joe Flacco. Everybody had rough rookie years. Joe Flacco wasn't the uh, Palomalu AFC interception his rookie year? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, were they going to trade him after that? That's my thing. It's something the Cardinals don't – like, I understand they're a bad team. It's a lot of bad teams. But you know if you got a quarterback on a bad team, you got a good quarterback. And what I saw last year from Josh Rosen throwing the football in Arizona, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. That's just my personal opinion. He could come out next year and prove me wrong. But I don't know why they're backing out of Kyle Murray. I'm not sure. But the stock in Dwayne Haskins is going dramatically up. Because yeah, because you got – I'm going to just – Wax off the first 10 picks. You got the Cardinals, 49ers at two. They don't need a quarterback. The Jets are three. They don't need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the Raiders are going to do it for. The Raiders are like the wild card, okay? The Bucks are also a wild card because they're tied to Jameis Winston. 
Oh, yeah, his antics. You had the Giants at six. They need a quarterback. I don't, you know, Eli is no spring chicken. It's about time for Eli to go. You have to start grooming his replacement. The Jazz got just got Nick Foles. So they're out of it. The Lions have Matt Stafford. And then you had the Bills in nine. They took Josh Allen last year. The Broncos are interesting also because they have Joe Flacco, but that's not a long-term solution. So you're going to draft a, a young quarterback to to be under Flacco and Elway, and then yep. right then right after the Broncos, right at eleven, you have the Bengals. They need a quarterback. Yeah. Hey, I agree with you on that, but don't get me wrong. Uh, Nick Foles is not a spring chicken either. Now, no, no, he's not. He, he's, not no, he's, he's not. not. But I think. I think the commitment Jacksonville made to him, I think they're willing because you think about it this way. Nick Foles don't really have a lot of miles on him. I mean, he he he's a he's a 2014, but he's been very well taken care of. I agree. He's been very well taken care of. He doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. So he could possibly give you three to five years in that range. He could possibly get it, give yeah. you that. I say I'm thinking three, three to four productive years. They yeah. could get out of Nick Foles. So quarterbacks not pressing for the Jags. So hey, the, hey, didn't they get rid of Blake Borders also? Yeah, and he signed with the Rams. That's right. Yeah, they absolutely did. I would have got rid of him too. Uh, I'd have tried to blackball Blake Borders. Don't, don't sign him in nowhere. <laughs> I would have got rid of Blake Borders two years ago. Man, I mean, yeah. but but the thing is, he he lit up Pittsburgh last year in the playoffs. Lit them up. Was it? I don't know these exact stats, but he destroyed Pittsburgh. Not this season, the season before. Oh yeah, he yeah, season before. He, yeah, he he destroyed Pittsburgh in the playoffs. So, but yes, um, he did. but you got you. It's it's interesting, you know, and we know a lot of these teams throw, throw a lot of smoke screens. You know the cars can say. I think. I think it was Todd McShay. Like one tweet, it was like they're not taking Kyler Murray, and then like later on, it was like they're taking Kyler Murray. Like nobody knows. So I, I'm. I'm not sure if I'm the Cardinals, and I don't believe in Josh Rosen. It's. It's going to be Murray or Dwayne Haskins. Well, I don't see, but I. I kind of don't think it's that. The team doesn't believe in him. You got a new coach in Cliff Kingsbury coming to Arizona. So that's not Cliff Kingsbury's guy. I hope he falls flat on his face. Go ahead, KG. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But that's not Cliff Kingsbury's guy. That's the former regime's guy. That's, uh, you know, that he didn't really flourish last season until Byron Leftwich took over as O coordinator. Let me ask you a question. I can't remember the coach of the Cardinals for last year, the black guy. Anybody know his name? I'm about to find out. Keep going. Okay. If you think – If you think that as quick as they fired him, if you think he had any input in who they drafted last year, you are sadly mistaken. Oh, yeah, definitely. He had no – he was a, 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 a face a, – a warm body they needed – you know, to 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 fill a coaching void. Yeah, a band aid. A band Still, Steve Wilkes didn't even get a chance to put his input on that team. 
his imprint, I'm sorry, his imprint on that team. He didn't even get a chance. Okay? So, this is, Rosen is the Arizona front office guy. So, is Kyler Murray going to create excitement and sell seats? Yeah, of course he is. But you still have a 45-year-old Larry Fitzgerald. Who can still outrun and outplay most of the receivers nah, he, in the league. Out, don't, outplay, don't do it. He can outplay. He ain't outrunning nobody. Yeah, he, yeah he ain't never been yeah, fast. He, he ain't, ain't never, never been fast. Yeah, Reliable. B, he ain't never been fast. <laughs> and and you're, you're talking about now with him being almost 40, he's definitely – he's he's – He's reliable, but he ain't outrunning nobody. So the Cardinals have a lot of needs. They have to – you have to get a quarterback. Then he, you need somebody explosive for him to throw to. So that's a whole nother, you know, talk there. But we – the hell with the Cardinals. Hold on. Let me say this real quick. Okay. He's coming for Larry Fitzgerald. My man's only 35 years old. 35. Okay. Still old to be a receiver, but go ahead. Jerry Rice did it until he was 42 and couldn't nobody outwork him. Outwork hard. I understand oh, that. Yeah. We never I'm never questioning Larry Fitzgerald work ethic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me neither. And he's he definitely he's up there in and you know, it's been a while since I've been on the show, but a, uh, Antonio Brown has kind of turned the tables from me liking him to not liking him with his yeah. antics. But he's still one of the hardest working receivers in the league. You know what I'm saying? And I'll go back to it was a um, they were showing Antonio Brown practicing, and I forgot how many balls he gets out of the jugs machines, but it was something ridiculous that he does. And, it, and you go, I think the Cleveland Browns were making their receivers do it for punishment. So that just tells you, you know, what level of, of work ethic these receivers are on. So we're not questioning Larry Fitzgerald. He's just not outrunning anyone. Like you could probably cover Larry with a, a linebacker right now. Yeah, I agree. I, hey, you could turn on Madden and he running by what? 80, <laughs> yeah, 384 speed, yeah. 70, 79 right. acceleration. But on on third and seven, <laughs> 79. See y'all talking about seventy nine acceleration and eighty three speed, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all disrespectful. Y'all absolutely disrespectful with all that. You there, Delonte? Yeah, I'm here. You there, Junie? Yeah, I had to go wipe my face. Brian, Brian talking about some Tony Brown. I don't even know why he put him in, this, in the conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, y'all disrespectful with that. But on third and seven, I guarantee y'all can go to Larry Fitzgerald across the middle, and ain't nothing none of y'all can do. I agree. Third and seven. <laughs> whether we playing Madden, NFL, two K five, whatever you want to play, I'm going to Larry Fitzgerald. Hey, I'm not. I'm not debating. I'm just saying that, that you can get a quarterback all day for the Cardinals. If I'm the Cardinals, you know. I, I feel like they they feel like they made a mistake last year with Rosen. But that's your first round pick. I think he was picked what tenth, ninth, something like that. Tenth, I so, believe it was. So now you gotta ride with him. Now you gotta go see if you can get one of these explosive tight ends, if you can go get one of these explosive wide receivers, 
to compliment and see if you can groom him into because now you get Kyler Murray, yeah, third and seven, yeah, but how are you going to move the ball up and down the field? If 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 all you got is Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, I mean that's eight in the box. I'm not worried about Larry Fitzgerald running past me. Yeah, he he his route running is off the chain. He can get open, but now you. You always need somebody dynamic that can stretch the field. They don't have that at all. So they they got more. They got they probably gonna be the number one pick next year too. <laughs> well, hey Brian, excuse me. Hey, hey, how many first round picks do uh, the Cardinals have? Do y'all know? It's just one. One. They definitely need some players, man. They need hey, the teams. Hey, they need everything. Hey B, I was just about to say if I'm the Cardinals. I would, I would, I would wonder if the Raiders were interested in that first pick, and because the Raiders got this fourth, uh, twenty fourth, and twenty sixth, twenty seventh pick. So the Raiders got three first round picks. Wow! I, t- I tell the Raiders, hey, give me your first, give me your fourth, and your twenty seventh. Send them somebody. Send always oh, trade some picks. Back up, get two picks in the first round. You could address both issues because even if you move back, the Raiders aren't drafting a quarterback. Well, okay, let me say that. I'm not sure if the Raiders are drafting a quarterback. You got okay. a franchise quarterback that you just paid a rack of money to win David. Yeah, Carr. yeah, but John Gruden keep coming out the mouth how he loves certain quarterbacks in the draft. So, but okay, let's let's say the Raiders aren't picking a quarterback. The Cardinals can flip with the Raiders, go back to fourth, and still get Dwayne Haskins or still get Kyler Murray because mm-hmm. the 49ers got Garoppolo at number two. The Jets got Sam Darnold. They're not taking quarterbacks. That's true. Yeah. Wait, hey, I got wait, one question for y'all. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, hey, do, I was y'all say, say, do y'all think Larry oh. Fitzgerald is too small to be a moody big tight end? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, think he, I think he is. Small. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but that's the thing about that third pick. The, the what what the talk is right now because the Redskins are out of the Sam Rosen sweepstakes to get him. That, Josh Rosen. I'm mean, sorry, Josh Rosen. They're out of the talks. Uh, they're talking about trading fifteen and maybe another pick to get the Jets number three. But yeah, what Doug Williams said, he said they didn't want to trade up. They would prefer to trade back. Then you know, get more picks to trade back into the first round. Kind of sort of what uh Buffalo did a couple of years ago. Baltimore did it last year to get uh Lamar Jackson. But they don't know who they want to pick. And looking at the prospects, the Redskins got prime real estate at fifteen. And they, they, they bet not mess this up. Well, I mean, since I mean, since we're on the Redskins. I mean, let's just talk about the Redskins for a minute. Because I mean, if 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 we're being realistic about the Redskins, if we're being realistic about NFL in general, this team, I don't care how much defense they have. Okay, you're talking to a Buffalo Bills fan. I've watched that that London Fletcher crew, that Takeo Spikes crew. When they were top five, top defense, top ten defense in the league, and I had an offense that could not move the ball. 
and they can only muster seven, eight wins a season. You couldn't, you could not move the ball on those Buffalo Bills. Those, 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 uh, that lawyer Malloy team, that team with that defense, you couldn't really go nowhere with them. So what I'm saying is if the Redskins don't address this quarterback issue and this draft, Doug Williams can say what he wants. I'm going to move back, move forward. You can move sideways if you want to. If you don't get a quarterback, the Red- Washington Redskins are looking at a four-win season with the quarterbacks they have right now. Yeah. But hold on, wait, 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 wait. I-, I can't agree with you there because with the weapons in the backfield, you have Darius Geis. Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson in the backfield. You cannot say oh, Darius. Oh, 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 you can't oh. say Darius Geis is a weapon because he hasn't even played. We already know what he can do. Okay. All right. I'm listening. Go ahead. Only thing that we really need is the same thing Dougie Fresh said we needed last week. We need that go-to guy receiver. Granted, Trey Quinn is great in the slot. That's why. That's what made Jameson Crowder expense, uh, expendable. Uh, I'm not really too fond of Paul Richardson on the outside, but I'll take it. I'd rather have Cam Sims on the outside. Josh Dotson has to have a breakout year, but we said that last year. I'm tired of waiting on his breakout year. Okay, so then, oh, then at the tight end, I'm tired of having to hope and pray that Jordan Reed stays healthy for an entire season to be the dominant tight end that he's capable of being. Vernon Davis is getting older. He turns 36 this year if he's not already 36. Jeremy Sprinkle is coming along very well, but he's stuck behind Vernon Davis. So, so the offense can move. That's not the problem. The quarterback's not the problem. You need that KG. big target at wide receiver. KG. KG. <laughs> Please stop. I know you bleed Burgundy and Girl, and I, you're seeing it right now. <laughs> you're seeing it right now, and, and and I can hear it in your spirit. This is a bad, this is a bad situation, and I talk to I, we talk about it all the time. Whoever you get, it, let's say you get the Wayne Haskins, let's say you get Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen, whoever y'all want. Then here's the problem: I always keep telling you, you don't have the coach to coach him up. And he's not going to be here after next year if he doesn't win. Yeah, but if you get – let's go back to Jason Campbell's situation. This, he, he never had a, a stable offense. If you get Dwayne – say y'all get Dwayne Haskins. John – Jake Rune could do enough damage to last the rest of his career. Sean D. So here, let me let me read the first five games of y'all schedule. Oh, Lord, don't remind me. Okay. Uh-oh. You have you open up with the Eagles. That's a loss. That's a W. You the, the Eagles in Philip in Philadelphia. Oh, that's a loss. That's a loss. Who's the quarterback Cowboys, for the Eagles though? It's gonna be it's gonna be Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, and then Carson they got Wentz, not bad. Back. He's not healthy. Carson yeah, Wentz not healthy. Yeah, he is. He's good. Okay. Yeah, I thought he, I, yeah, I thought he was good. Okay, I was trying to give you a win, Kevin. But go ahead, Brian. <laughs> then you then then week number two. You got Dak, Amari Cooper, Zeke coming to FedEx Field. That's Ooh. a loss. That's a loss. They couldn't beat us we, with them last year. Next. N- oh, hold on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> and, and I'm talking about you going to have Colt McCoy starting these games. Right Wait. now it's Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy's not even clear for OTAs. 
Exactly. Thank you for making my point. He can't even get to OTA. <laughs> so he's gonna be hurt. He's gonna be hurt week one. Bro, I said thank you. And you're gonna have to call Josh Johnson back. So let's I wouldn't mind that. So let's let's just assume. Week three, the Bears come here. That's a loss. Oh my God. So you're counting okay. Case Keenum out already? Absolutely. Oh Lord. If against these three teams, yes. I'm not, four, saying, I'm not saying he's going to light the league on fire, but damn, get a man's no, credit, no, man. No, no, no. You're talking about three playoff teams, three three good playoff teams. I don't think that offense is ready for that. One of then which – I'm sorry. One of which we beat – I think – did we beat Philly last year? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, don't I, don't think, think, I think we got swept by Philly, but we split with Dallas. Go on. Redskins, y'all go to the Meadowlands or whatever the hell they call it now. Met MetLife. MetLife. Y'all, I think y'all will get that win against the Giants. Yeah. Okay? The next week, the Patriots come to y'all. Oh, oh my God. That right there, that's going to be the test. That's everybody's, the test. Everybody's yeah. test against the, the Patriots, Patriots, but yeah. y'all going to fail that test. No, this is the thing. Now, imagine if we rattle off four wins. No matter how close, how big of a margin, we rattle off four wins. But you get blown out by the Patriots, you're not as strong as you think you are. Because, see, that, that week of the Patriots, that's the week you got to go and you got to shut everything down. Get off social media. We need to prepare. But you need to do that every week. See, that's the problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on before you get heated. You're not giving me, <laughs> you're not giving me a chance to let y'all redeem yourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, right now, I got y'all at one and four. All right? That y'all go to Miami to play the Dolphins. That's a win. Y'all get the 49ers the next week. I think that's a win. And you mm. get a revenge game against Kirk Cousins. I think in Minnesota, I think that's going to be a win because they are very inconsistent with him. Then you go to Buffalo to play the Bills. I'm not sure about the Bills. I, I'm going to call that a draw. I'm not sure about them. I got I got that counted as a loss. Oh, yeah. If, I jo- mean, if Josh Allen uh, plays, he is going to run all over us because they're not yeah, going to adjust see, until after halftime. Yeah, I mean, the Redskins are bad at adjusting. So, you know, I, I got that as a draw. I, I just don't know. Hey. You know, the Bills Bills did their upgrades and moves. So, Hey, BJ. What's up, man? Let's back this up a little bit. Let's let's back up to the 40 downs. I do not think the Redskins are going to beat no 40 downs like y'all think. Hey, I'm, I agree. I agree. I think the 40 downs are going to serious be. right now? Yes. Yo, Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, cool. if Jimmy Garoppolo's not back, what's the other guy they had? CJ Beathard? He did a great job. He did a great job, man. And they still passed him back. over. He did a great job. They passed him over for somebody. Hold on. They got another quarterback that they passed him over for. Because uh CJ got hurt. Son of a uh, grandson of Bobby Beathard of all people. So you can't I mean, last time he played us, we took it to him, but the different time, different teams. So but come on, man! Y'all making it seem like we just gonna come out this thing. We just gonna lay an egg. Like I'm not. I'm not saying that we gonna go eleven and five. I would love to go eleven and five, but I know I'm not gonna get it. But y'all making it seem like we gonna lay an egg, man. I, I'm not. See, I'm not. I'm just saying that the first part of your schedule is heavy. I think I'm looking at the last part of your schedule. I think if y'all can get some momentum. Y'all finish in Dallas, you might be able to sneak out eight or nine wins. You may, it just depends a lot on what this draft pick is going to hold. Are they going to let Case Keenum hold down the fort? 
and bypass a quarterback and go get a, 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 a one of these great tight ends or one of these receivers. Because we got we, tight ends. That's the thing. We have tight ends. I understand that, but after you said Jer- – I mean, we all know what the deal is with Jordan Reed. So right. after Jordan Reed, you got Jeremy Sprinkle. Hey, you know, but he's not Jordan Reed. No. That's a that's that's a big drop off, KG. And I, I know I know you 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 know you know you look at you know Jeremy Sprinkle high in his upside, but we're talking about somebody that can step in right away with the athleticism, the speed, the power. Whether that's that receiver or tight end, that can be an immediate impact. So and you know, that's, you, know you know who that is. Who with the if you stay at fifteen. You pick A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss. A.J. Brown is devastatingly good. And the other quarterback for uh, San Francisco was Nick Mullins that uh, played very well last year. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's talking about D.K. Metcalf. And, you know, this can, this is a good segue into my next question. And I, since we're talking Redskins, I'll go first. At 15, you can give me A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss. You know why? He's healthy. He's DK Metcalf in three seasons has not played a full season. And he was a red shirt sophomore last year. So I don't want to hear anybody saying, oh, he's a stud. Yeah, he had a great combine. But he did not, he has not played a full season. AJ Brown, three years at Ole Miss, 36 games played, 189 receptions, 2,984 yards, 15.8 yards per catch. 19 touchdowns. What's his vitals? How Six, tall is he? Uh, hold on. Let me go back to my other page. Six feet, 226. Okay. Okay. 32-inch arms, 9-inch hands, 4-4-9-40. He pressed the 225 19 times, vertical of 36 and a half, a broad jump of 10 feet. Now, let me ask you this, KG. Since we, we know we, we, we're talking about draft, give me – the Redskins' top five needs for the team. O lineman, wide receiver, mm-hmm. linebacker, any type of secondary help, whether it be a corner or a safety. Can you? Can let me ask you this. Look, since you and, and that's four. Go ahead, run off your five, and I'll ask you. I ask my question. Uh, and give me an edge rusher. Okay. Um, I have them to quarterback. To compliment uh, Ryan Curry. Right. I have quarterback. I have um, a playmaker, some type of playmaker, wide receiver, tight end, linebacker, edge rusher. Okay. Um, I forgot my question. I, I This is what happened when you're almost 40. It just <laughs> – I saw it. I saw it leave my head. Like, it's like an edge sketch. It just erased the question. Um. Okay, so, oh, I know what I was going to ask you. You said some type of help at DB at corner. Can you really you 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 went in the offseason got landed comp? That's your help at DB corner. Well, that helps at safety. But, but I'm gotta, saying, but, you but gotta, I'm saying what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, y'all just spent a lot of money. So the the for me, if I'm getting a, a, a upgrade like Landon Collins, I'm hoping he makes the secondary better. I don't think I don't I I don't for me it's too many pressing needs on offense. Like I said, Trent Williams is a Hall of Famer right now. 
he's not going to be around forever. You, you, you know, you got a couple of good pieces. You lost Ty and Secchi to Buffalo. Yeah. So now, I, for me, I have to – Jordan Reed, I don't even – has he ever played 16 games? I don't no. believe so. Nope. I, I I can't for me I can't draft on the defensive side in the first round. I have to go get me a stud. Whoever if you're gonna stay at fifteen, if it's if it's the boy from Iowa, the tight end, if you if you love one of the receivers, that's fine. If one of those big boys, um uh what's the what's the boy from Florida? Uh was it Jawan Taylor, the offensive tackle? Or uh, what's the other one for Alabama? Is it Jonah Williams? I don't want no Alabama players. I'm Alabama out right now. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm just saying. But those are, you're talking about it's, it's three top tackles. You True. know what I'm saying? But this is the thing. Um, damn, now I forgot what I was gonna say to you. But Landon Collins, that's a sketch, baby. Landon Collins, yes, that's that's great. That's all fine and well, fine. But you gotta and uh, last week the Redskins signed uh, Matt Ioannidis. To an extension, $21 million for three years. I'm so happy about that because of the, what he brings to the table. But in that secondary, you got young cats back there. And then you got Quentin Dunbar as your number two. Not taking nothing away from Quentin, but, I mean, he works better out of the slot. I'm, I'm not really sold on Josh Norman because Josh Norman is Josh Norman. I, and, I, and, I, and I understand that. But here's my thing. When you have that first-round pick – you can get an exp- if you if you do your scouting right, you can get an explosive offensive piece. Whether that's you know solidifying your line, because we all know you get the right offense they start on day one, right? You know what I'm saying the the best have done it and done it well. You can go get you a receiver, a playmaker at receiver, a playmaker at tight end. You can still don't forget y'all got nine picks. Nine picks. Now, so y'all I don't, got. I don't. I wouldn't go defense first round. No, if I'm gonna do it, it's got to be something on the offense to help the offense. We got depth I, on the and, defense. And I agree with that. I agree with that. But, I think. I think you do have enough depth on defense to bypass that on the first round. But now, I do mean those are the five pressing needs for the entire draft. That's not just first round. That's the pressing needs for the entire draft, and you can get some secondary help and talent in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds. I think you can get really, really good secondary help in the second round. But like I said, that's if your scouting department is doing what they, they're supposed to do. Well, I mean, as far as the scouting department go, they, they, they're they good. But I like it when Doug Williams has his finger on the pulse. Because contrary to popular belief, he's found a lot of diamonds in the rough because – He's done the scouting department before, and I feel that he should get the credit. He should make the picks, not Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen is the numbers guy, and I've been saying that since he's been here. He's a numbers guy, not a personnel guy. When it comes to personnel, he has to ref- he has to defer to Dougie Fresh on that one. Do you want a violin? <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> hey, man, look. I love talking about the Redskins. Delonte, man, talk to us. Let's talk about the Broncos and that number 10 pick. I know y'all got Flacco. Yep. And a lot of the projections have y'all taking a quarterback. It could be Haskins. It could be Drew Locke. What do y'all team needs? What do y'all need? 
who do y'all who do you want to see them draft? I think we need to uh get the kid uh Devin Bush, the uh, linebacker kid from uh Michigan. Speedy guy. I think as far as quarterback, yeah, we should we should definitely draft a quarterback, but the quarterback I have my eye on is a sleeper, the dude from West Virginia. Will Greer? Will Greer. That Will Greer. take your eye off him because that's the quarterback I got in the third round. See, I don't nope. know. Yeah. We're gonna get him first. Yeah, I mean <laughs> but so 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 do you want them to go get a quarterback in the first you say you're saying the line you think you think y'all really need another linebacker, man? Y'all don't have enough in Denver. Hey, I we trying to retool out either that or get um the, the tight end dude TJ from uh Iowa. Yeah, I, I like him. I like him. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna come in and be an immediate impact. And, and I think with y'all yeah, I think what y'all have in Flacco getting him a target because like what are, as far as y'all receiving core, y'all y'all need some help there too, don't y'all? Uh I think we okay for this season. It's kind of a band-aid situation, but um, two of our starter receivers, they, they were rookies last year, so I think we should be good. Actually, you know, I take that back. I, I think we're good at, at uh, receiver. Okay. Um, but tight end, we we recepted, uh, we did <clears throat> we resigned Hireman from Ohio State two years, nine million, but Jake Butt the dude who went to Michigan. This dude can't stay uh, healthy. And, and that's 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 one of the main issues, man. Like you get these guys, you you they show you flashes, but if they can't stay healthy, how good is it? Yeah. Right. Let me ask you a question, Delonte. Now, if you're gonna mm-hmm. go after a quarterback, now y'all, you got Kevin Hogan, Garrett Grayson, Joe Flacco on on the uh, on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Would you? Like, I, you know, if you take a quarterback in the first round, would you take a flyer on a quarterback out of Buffalo, Tyree Jackson? That's the no. the, the six foot seven, two forty five. He ran a four three forty. Uh, very good decision maker. Twenty eight uh, touchdowns, twelve interceptions last season. I think as much as Elway loves tall, the tall quarterback, the quarterback who can see over the, the line, I'll have to say no. I mean, he was trying to force that on you, Delonte, because you said no like three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to be persuasive here. I think yeah. I, I'm just asking because I, I want to see who would take a fly on, but I think he's a great project quarterback. You know, yeah. uh, he went to a small school, but if somebody could work with him, the right coaching staff, I mean, he would work well in Pittsburgh, Junie. How was. Now, what was you saying, Joni? I was thinking about that as you said it, but um, no, nah, we'll pass on him. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, man. I, I don't. I just want to see the guy get a uh, a little run here. But I mean, somebody will take him. I mean, nine oh, yeah. times ten, they probably take him and turn him into a receiver. He'll get picked up exactly. Yeah, because I mean, he's six foot seven. He could, he got a four three forty. I mean, ah, uh, man. <sighs> Who knows? Six foot seven sounds like a good tight end to me. Yeah, two forty five. So I mean, he's. Let me see. I wonder because Jordan Reed's six three, six four, and I think he's about the same size. 
Jordan but, Reed year will be like Gruden this year. If he don't do nothing this year, he gone. He gone. Like, yeah. Yep. I I believe that wholeheartedly. Because believe because, it or not, man, I take Vernon Davis over him now, man. If we could ever get Vernon Davis to be the Vernon Davis that we know, yeah. Hey, yeah. Delonte. Yo. It, it, how about uh, we trade for we trade John Jordan Reed, man? Absolutely not. <laughs> he can't hey, you, you know something, Junie? Tyree Jackson is six seven two forty five. Jordan Reed six two two forty five. So you might be right. Put him at tight end. Yes, sir. If he doesn't make, he can't pan out at quarterback. Put him at tight end. And I take him at tight end because we made a bad transaction this all season. We let Jesse James go. They feel like Vance McDonald is healthy enough. Let Jesse James go, but I don't know. So we'll take him. Sorry, I'm late. Well, oh no, I'm I'm trying to force Ty, uh, Tyree Jackson on, on Pittsburgh. So I'm, I might as well go ahead and make it a round robin. Come on, BJ. Project quarterback. Well, speaking of Pittsburgh, <laughs> hold on before we before we before we leave Pittsburgh, Junie. Yeah. Talk to us about Pittsburgh draft needs. Well, like I was just saying, man, I, I will go with uh. A tight end. We still trying to find that uh, spot for Shazier. We we still trying to find that spot, which would never be another Ryan Shazier. But we still trying to find yeah, that spot. Yeah, I was spot. about to say, be that that's that's gonna be impossible shoes to fill. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we 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 still trying to find that that uh that fast middle linebacker spot. Um, uh, and that tight end, like I said, we got rid of Jesse James, which I thought was a no no. Vance McDonald did a really good job this year, but. I still want to get rid of Jesse James. Um, and I think we're pretty looking pretty good so far. We're doing pretty good. So I go with tight end and linebacker. So uh, what are they saying about Ryan Shazier? Is he ever going to play again? Because I see uh, he's doing a lot better. But is he ever going to play again? I hope not. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with Junie, man. I love him, man, but the way he walk, I, I don't want to see him back on the field playing. I think I think he if he can, if he feels like he can, he eventually will. I really feel like that. I feel like, I feel like he doesn't want to just the field on those terms. And nobody has ever came back from an injury like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I would I'm like B, I hope he doesn't. You know, just for you know the sake of his safety, but I wouldn't be surprised. We love him, man. We we may even get a a, a statue out front of the stadium of Ryan Shazier. So don't get me wrong, he he's loved. We love him in Pittsburgh. He'll always be a Pittsburgh Steeler, but I just don't want to see him on the field and be injured. So that was a spinal cord injury. Well, what, huh? well, what about a, a statue of Antonio? <laughs> 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 Why right. did you do that? Why did you do that? Damn, yes, he left. Chase them all, man. <laughs> hey, B, hey, B, did I make you drop your phone? Oh, oh my so, God. What do we say next? Uh, go ahead, uh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's on BJ, man. What's your five pressing needs for Buffalo, brother? Oh, running back. Um, and and this is no particular order. Offensive lineman, wide receiver, tight end, defensive tackle. So, 
I say running back because Shady McCoy is up there in age. They they signed another dinosaur in Frank Gore. Uh-huh. So and they just signed TJ Yeldon, which kind of confused me, which makes me think maybe they might shoot Shady McCoy off in a trade. I'm not sure. Who's gonna take him? Because. Philly will take him. Well, Philly won them last year, and they could have traded him straight up for Nick Foles and didn't do it. No, what was that, last year or year before last? No. Philly's – see, this is where you, you, you fail to realize. Philly's a smart a smart team. They're not going to give up. They were not going to give up Nick Foles for nothing. So – Y'all still there? Yeah. Oh, that must have been BJ that dropped out. Oh, wow, yeah, because he was talking. Yeah. Eh. There you go. I think. Having some technical difficulties, fellas. I'll be right back. Right. Hey, but I, I don't I don't know, man. I'm looking at the top running backs. You got Josh Jacobs, uh, Damian Harris, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Darrell Henderson, Benny Snell Jr., Justice Hill, Devin Singletary. I mean, these are just guys that I'm rattling off. But I, the Alabama running backs are available. I mean, would either of you take an Alabama running back in the first round? No. No. You're not even going to play that game? Nah, uh-uh. Um, I, sorry about that, fellas. But everybody's projecting with the um, – the ninth pick that, that they're going to take the defensive tackle, Ed Oliver, out of Houston. Um, I would like to see to see them go get more help for Josh Allen. They got Cole Beasley and John Brown. They they signed um, a couple of offensive line additions, which I think are, are, is really going to help. I would have liked to seen the first pick be um, the offensive tackle. Either either on one from Florida or one for Alabama to kind of because you got a young quarterback that you feel like is the future in the franchise. So why not put him with pair him with his his left tackle mate that's going to protect his blind side for his for his career. So, but what mock draft did you look at? Because I mean, you know, so many of them. I, I saw that y'all were going to take uh, DK Metcalf, and I thought that was too high for him. If you pay, if you paid attention, he, you know, once he did his, you know, his combine stuff, um, you know, he he shot up on the draft boards. But now the draft boards are kind of leveled out. I don't see his name in the top ten. And but that that one thing you can say, the combine can make a player. Oh, it can absolutely. Uh, looking at absolutely looking at NFL Network's uh mock draft from Charles Davis, they got y'all taking T.J. Hawkson out of Iowa. And and I, I wouldn't mind that either. Like I said, now you need to get – you know Cole Beasley's going to be a mm-hmm. weapon. But now you need to get him a big, reliable target. When you when you feel like you have your franchise quarterback, now you got to pair him with, a, you know, certain weapons. you got to pair him with a, a, a great left tackle that he doesn't have to worry about that side. He was running for his life last year. I don't want to see that again this year. I want him to stay in the pocket. I want him to use the cannon of, of, of the arm he has to cut through that Buffalo air and let's get, let's get the, the, the show back on the road in the air. Okay. And like I said, it, 
you can have the best defense in the world, and Buffalo has a really good defense. You know, they have a top 10 defense. I don't know the exact ring, but they have a top 10 defense. They just can't move the ball. It doesn't matter. You can be top five defense. If you your offense can't move the ball, it's going to be a long day, unless you're the 2,000 Ravens, 85 Bears. And notice I said 2,000 Ravens. We're 2019 now. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often. So, you know, I think I think they're in a good position where if, you know, if they do choose the, the tackle, the defense tackle Ed Oliver out of Houston, you know, he seems like a beast. He seems like he can be disruptive, and that's what you want. But also you have to get – if you could get one of these explosive offensive players to open up your offense, I would do it. So – who man? Oh man. Well, I guess we'll put the brakes on right there, and before we put the parking brake on, um, Thursday, uh, draft starts. Uh, what is it? Seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as we did last year, we'll come to you. It, it may not be live when you're here, but it's gonna be live during the draft. Uh, we'll just. It'll be all draft on Thursday. Um, then, of course, after I think after the fi- whole entire draft, so give an individual team grades, fellas. Is that good for y'all? Yeah. Yeah, excellent. So I, I guess that'll be – well, draft's not over till Saturday. So I guess we can either come back Sunday, Tuesday. I mean, you know, we, either or. But we, we can go ahead and take care of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we'll be definitely be back. We're gonna have a lot to talk about once that NFL draft conclude. I mean, just for, just off the first round, we have a lot to talk about because I think it's still gonna be some wheels. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, little bit of uh, of a side note that's not really a side note. Frank Clark got traded by the Seahawks to the Chiefs for uh, a 2019 first round and a 2020 second round, and then he immediately signed. A one hundred and five and a half million dollar extension. I think that's five years. Mm, wow! Uh, that, that, well, I t- tell you, the Chiefs are serious about trying to get to that ball. Yeah, because they they were cheated last year. But hey, the simple fact that they're sticking with Andy Reid and they're letting him go through the process and build this team, I, I think that says a lot. And maybe, just maybe, Philly gave up too fast. No, I don't. I don't think Philly gave up too fast. I think they gave him his time, and it was it was just time for for both parties to move on. I think they did it in a good way. It wasn't no, you know, whole bunch of drama. It was just time to move on. So, you know, he he was there for a while. Yeah. So, uh, Frank Clark, he's out of Michigan, second round pick in twenty fifteen. Um, career stats, 137 tackles, 35 sacks, nine forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and an interception. That's not bad for $105 million. But just hope he can keep those numbers up because we all know what happens when you get your money. That's right. Well, I, yeah, I don't think that'll happen because he's on a he's on a high-caliber team that's expected to be in the AFC Championship next year. So I, it's a lot of expectations. So I, I think he'll fit right in. And I think he'll be disruptive. I think he'll because they, they then they they got rid of D Ford, right? I think so. 
Yeah, I think they got rid of D four. I don't really think they appreciated D four and that offsides penalty. And he he's done that a lot. So um, I think this will be you know a, a nice change of pace. I think he'll they'll get the production out of him. And uh, I think I actually think he'll make a difference because you got you know Derek Carr, Philip Rivers, and uh, who was the other AFCs, and then you got Flacco. Yeah. So you know. Well, let me ask you a question. And I'm gonna ask this across the board, and then we'll put the parking brake on and go ahead in the house. Um, speaking of Kansas City and pass rushes, Tom Bahali, remember him? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Are y'all bringing him back? He hasn't played since 2017, but are you bringing him back? Because he's still he's only 35 years old. Give him the Howie Long treatment. Just give me third down rushes, and go get the quarterback. That's all I need you to do. I mean, if I'm I bring him into camp and see what he looks like, what type of shape he's in, and if and if I, I mean, because you're talking about a roster spot, yeah, you know, it's it's so many other, you know, needs that teams have. If you can afford a third down pass rusher, then hey, go for it. But I I don't think a lot of teams can. They you need you know guys that can kind of play, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy percent of these snaps. So, well. I, but I mean, it's great to have a guy you can just bring in to just don't do seek and destroy, kill Bubba kill. That's all I want you to do. So yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know. Uh, but um, I, we had that here and used it wrong. And Junior Gallette, because that's all Junior Gallette was brought here for. Pin your ears back on third down and get in there and go. But they would not put him in there on third and long. You see him behind the coach. Asking why he's not in the game. That's a problem. He worked hard to get himself healthy after rupturing his Achilles two years in a row. He got healthy and you still wouldn't play him. Ugh. We could do a whole just a whole episode on, on Washington Redskins coaching mismanagements. Oh man. Well let's not let's not let's man. not do that. Like eight part <laughs> episode. Yeah, that's that's we need to start like we need to be at IHOP five in the morning for breakfast for that. And, and Delonte, you said that with a little too much confidence. All I gotta say to you is Vance Joseph, man. Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> I'm take a step back. <laughs> well, fellas, that's the end of the Tuesday night flight. With all the technical difficulties, of course, it was a great ride. I appreciate everything, everybody listening. We appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate. You fellas letting me babble on and, and, and show my true colors as a Redskin fan. That's what I appreciate. So. Not a problem, brother. Fellas, we are the sideline junkies. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production. Sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.